You're listening to episode 57 of the ESL teaching podcast. It seems like there are only two speeds in the school year, rushing to get everything covered up to the access testing and then trying to catch up and make it to the end of the school year. It may sound crazy, but I know it has been true for many teachers every single year. And sometimes we feel like we have no control over what's going on. So to change the pace, I wanted to do a series of episodes that will allow you to take a look at how you can invigorate your life and career. Sometimes you need to take up a hobby that will clear your mind. Other times you might be inspired to start a side passion. And there are other times when you are ready for a more radical change, such as moving to another district and getting another job to preserve your sanity. It is that time of the year when decisions about next year are being made both by teachers and administrators. So today I wanted to talk a little bit about applying for a new teaching job. If you are someone who's gearing up to look for another teaching position, you may be in the thick of looking for job postings, updating your resume and cover letter, and wondering what questions you will get asked during the interview if you get one. In today's episode, I am sharing a couple of tips about the first steps of applying to an ESL teaching position, and these are resume and cover letter. I will talk about how to lay out your resume, what to include in it, as well as how to make your cover letter effective so that the person who is responsible for hiring will notice yours right away. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Welcome to the ESL Teaching Podcast. I'm your host, Yeva Grossless, otherwise known as Simply Yeva, and I am so thankful that you tuned in. I'm looking forward to sharing both my knowledge and experience on this podcast, as well as that of my fellow teachers. Hello, hello, everyone. Last year, we were beyond thrilled when our district finally approved one more ESL position. And since there were only two of us certified in ESL and wholeheartedly immersed in everything multilingual learner teaching and advocating, we were invited to take part in the interview process. Backtrack 10 years ago when I decided to change districts, I remember the stress and second guessing myself that went into that. So having been on both sides, I wanted to share some of the practical tips, as always, on how to prepare your resume and cover letter so that you are noticed and are granted an interview. But first, let's talk about where do we look for teaching opportunities? Sometimes it may seem a no-brainer, but I did want to touch upon that. Typically, people look directly on the website of the district that they're interested in, but there are other places to find teaching positions, especially if you are willing or dreaming to relocate and to change for a more radical change. And these places would be LinkedIn or Indeed.com. LinkedIn is a great professional platform in general, and you can make human connections with people from other school districts, which does help when it is time for you to find another job. And let's not forget another very important aspect, which is word of mouth. It never goes out of style, whether you're looking for a good hairdresser or another job, right? So if you know someone who works in the district of interest, 
This seems to be a great way to learn about opportunities that might not be otherwise posted. So when you're looking for something like this, think about these three places at least, and then you can probably be guided into other uh, directions. So the, so now that you looked at all of the places and uh, decided what you want, because that is also an important part of looking for a job. I remember when I was looking uh, to change uh, into a teaching position from a tutoring position, I didn't really know how to, whether I wanted to work with little ones or whether I wanted to do all grades. Um, I did apply to some higher education places, but I think as you are looking for all of those positions and are scouring all of those postings, it will become clearer to you as to what you want exactly. And then once you decide, then you have a second very important step, which is to vamp up your resume and cover letter. Now, your endorsement in the area you're applying to teach is your main ticket. So um, I, I hope and uh, it's preferable to have a teaching certificate and be certified in teaching ESL if you are applying to work with multilingual learners. It is a lot of uh, learning and you can learn this on the job, uh, but there is a lot of background knowledge that an ESL teacher has to bring. There are several ways to obtain a teaching certification, including completing a unit university program or you can get the license while you're on the job as I mentioned I'm not going to go into details about this because each state has their own requirements for how you can become licensed so your best bet is to check that on your state department of education website what I will go into is the two papers that many people dread your resume and your cover letter your resume gives your employer a snapshot of your education and work experience, as well as certifications and accomplishments. And your cover letter helps the potential employer decide whether or not you're someone they would like to chat with. Now, let's begin with the resume. When it comes to resumes, there are plenty of websites that provide tips and professional resume building services if you decide to go that route. I am by no means a pro at this, but I know what has worked well in my experience, both when I was applying to a job and as well as when we were look screening the potential candidates to interview. Um, Let's start with the superficial stuff. I like pretty fonts and colors as much as the next person, but... When it comes to showcasing your work experience and education, less is more. So if you could have your document in a neat and easy to read font, such as Times New Roman or Arial, easy to read size, typically 10 or 12, and have ample space for the reader to allow to rest their eyes, that's what works best. And it's easier to see your accomplishments then and to be able to read through all of your experience. There are opinions out there that a resume shouldn't take more than one page, but I believe that in teaching, everything is just a tad bit different than in other industries. You may have plenty of teaching experience, and with all of the degrees, certifications, and workshops a typical teacher has to complete just to keep their license, it might be a tall order to cram it all into one page. 
This is where you have to think about what is the most important to include, how it relates to the job you want to get. When you add your work experience, make sure to present it in reverse chronological order. That is with the latest job first and then move down to the next and then the next. When it comes to listing your accomplishments, a rule of thumb is to describe them in such a way that presents the reader with the outcomes of these accomplishments and highlights your teaching skills and anything else that might be beneficial in the position you're applying for. So for example, instead of saying my responsibilities included, you might want to include a phrase like successfully implemented a new program for EL newcomer students or something like that. Words like successfully did something accomplished or organized are much more, pack much more power and give a lot more concrete information. If you are a newer teacher, let's say you just graduated or are changing careers and are entering teaching, you may keep your resume shorter. In this case, you may not be sure what to include, especially if you have little to no experience, uh, but it might be beneficial to ask yourself, what skills do you have or have you used in your previous job that might enhance your future in teaching? For example, have you done volunteering? Have you done tutoring? Are you very organized? Or maybe you are an effective manager of people and your space. Maybe you have great people skills. These are things that are imp extremely important in teaching. So if you are working on your certification, don't have much experience, don't be discouraged. We all have something to offer. And uh, in teaching, a lot of people's skills, organizational ability to communicate are highly, highly valued. And this brings us to cover letters. So I have three tips for including, uh, for what to include in the cover letter. And it is always one page. It typically consists of three, four paragraphs where you introduce yourself, your accomplishments, and explain why you're a great fit for the job. But let's get this first. You have about 30 seconds to catch the hiring director's attention. It's true. There's a lot of resumes. There's a lot of cover letters. And um, I think also, you know, it's a fast-paced environment. So if you can stand out in some way, that will help your case tremendously. This means that you have to have a clear pitch so they immediately know that you are the candidate for them. This is called an elevator pitch if you've ever heard it. Um, it simply means that, for example, if you are going somewhere on an elevator and another person asked what you do, you'd have a well-constructed several sentence response to share with them. In the cover letter, this would probably take a paragraph. For example, if someone asked me what I do with Simply Yeva, my response would be this. I am an ESL teacher with over 16 years of experience in working with multilingual learners of all ages, and I have made it my mission to help other EL teachers reclaim their time, sanity, and confidence with ready-made resources and meaningful coaching. So I'm hoping that this is clear that I'm an ESL teacher and I help other ESL teachers and I provide meaningful resources and meaningful coaching and... Um, it took me a little bit to figure this out and it took me a lot of practice, but what I wanted to say that this might be a test on your self-confidence. I know it was for me. 
I always teach my students to believe in themselves and to bet on themselves, even when it feels scary. And the same applies to us adults. Looking for another job that might be a more fulfilling one is betting on yourself. So if you want to take some time and figure out what is it you do and what is it you offer and rehearse it as many times as you can, this might pay off. The second important thing to remember when writing a cover letter is this, the answer to the question, why should we hire you or why do you think you're the right, right person for this job? Now look at the job description and see if you can identify the problem to which you're the perfect solution. Obviously, aside from the fact that the school probably needs an ESL teacher, right? What are some concrete examples that you can share in the cover letter that would prove you have let's say a talent for translating data into instruction or experience in helping content area teachers or have a phenomenal ability to engage students and keep your classroom well managed okay so it is important to look into the job description and see if this is something that you can include uh, to to let them know that if they have a problem you have a solution and finally, it is important to do some research on the school district and their culture that you're applying to. This means that you will have to cha make changes to each cover letter and to tailor it to that particular district, but it will also allow you to share you know, better examples as to your, why you're the right fit. I hope these tips help you wherever you are in your teaching journey and whether you have been feeling the nudge or are just starting out or have a friend who is lost and could use a boost of confidence. As a short recap, I shared some tips on how to format your resume, such as choosing the right information to put in and keeping it simple. Uh, we also took a glimpse into the most important components of a cover letter, your elevator pitch and the answer to the question why, as well as doing research. In the next episode, I will talk about the teacher interview. And as always, we share practical tips on how to nail it. Let us know what you thought of this episode by leaving a review wherever you listen to the ESL teaching podcast or by sending me a message on Instagram. As you know, my mission is to help as many teachers of English learners as possible and make your life easier by providing you with actionable teaching tips, tips ready-made resources, and meaningful coaching. Check out the show notes for even more helpful information. And thank you for listening. And until next time. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. If you loved what you heard today, be sure to do two things. First, make sure to subscribe to the ESL Teaching Podcast so you don't miss an episode. And second, leave a positive review wherever you listen, on iTunes, Spotify, or any other platform. Positive reviews will improve the chances of this podcast to be discovered in the feed and help our fellow ESL ELL teachers. And of course, there's a third thing. If you aren't following me on social media yet, come join me on Instagram at SimplyYevaESL, Facebook, SimplyYeva, or connect with me on my website, simplyyeva.com. Thanks again, and until next time.